Hello everybody, this is Light at the End Podcast, my name is Rasvan and this is episode 8 of season 2 recorded on April 18th, 2023, year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go, let's do this. Um, I am recording this a bit late at night, so uh, let's see how tomorrow goes, because I'm drinking coffee as I'm recording this at 9 p.m. and that's um that's something that i shouldn't do but i'm doing it anyway because there's nobody here to stop me um if you hear that clicking in the background i'm just adjusting my stuff i'm just getting everything perfectly adjusted so i can get into um what i'm about to talk to you about is that even a sentence i don't know i don't know at this point but I do have dates for you. I have dates for open mics I signed up for. And I'm going to talk about a few sets that I've done lately. And uh, uh, let's just say it's going to be interesting. It's going to be um, it's going to be fun. First of all, the dates. So um, the n- absolute next date is Thursday. Today is Monday. Is it Monday? No, it's Tuesday. I'm a dumbass. It's Tuesday today. Yesterday was Monday which means tomorrow is Wednesday. See, I know all the days of the week, except the one I meant. So, um, I'm going to do it on Thursday at Café Votif. This is uh, Saad Algefari's show, which is always a bit of a hit and miss kind of thing, because uh, Saad is having a bit of a difficulty promoting the show and getting people to the show. So, We'll see how this one turns out. Um, he canceled our show, so I don't know. Uh, we'll see if this one takes place. But the two solid dates that I have are uh, Café Votif on the 22nd, that's Saturday. And I also have Loop on the 24th, that's on Monday. And those are definitely happening and those are definitely f- going to be fun. Because uh, they're they're organized by people who have their shit a bit more together than uh, than Saad. Uh, I don't know what he's doing with the organizing. I think he's uh, he's stressed with his day job or with his life or I don't know what it is. But um, maybe maybe Thursday is not a good day for comedy. But we'll see. Last time I. Actually, I shouldn't complain this last time because I was one of the two comedians who signed up. I got to do 15 minutes on stage and uh, I didn't kill, but it was good practice. I love doing longer sets and, and getting to to bullshit with the audience a bit more, which is, um, is fun if you're... If you're having fun, if you, it doesn't matter if there's a lot of people or it's just six of them, but if you get a good connection and you get to, to do something, to get some comedy going, then it's going to be a good time. Because you know what wasn't a good time? Uh, I'll tell you, it was the spot I did on Monday, which was yesterday, uh, at uh, Charlie P's. That was a fucking train wreck god damn it that was bad um for different reasons some of which were my fault 
uh, first off, like new new guy was hosting, and he's a uh, he's a Canadian guy, and he was doing the. Um, you know, the American style hosting, which is way too energetic for Vienna, I feel. Um, they don't, I don't think the audiences here connect to that. He was all doing all like, oh, who has cocaine? This guy has cocaine. Oh, right. Oh, you look peppy. You have cocaine. You you guys, you guys are together. You're fucking, oh, that's awesome. Um, he was doing all that. Uh, that's my impression of American style hosting. And I felt... Like, my read on the crowd was that they were a bit um, overwhelmed by by that style. So, I was also over, overwhelmed. I was just sitting there in the, waiting to go up, and uh, I felt overwhelmed by it. So, I was supposed to go on second, and he announced me first, which completely blew me off messed up my timing because usually I'm like all right I'm ready to go I'm saying this I'm bringing this energy I'm trying to do this and that and because he brought me up at the wrong time I didn't have all those little details lined up and I went on stage and I just went like oh my god I'm on stage what do I say now and I just started doing jokes that I've done for ages um, forgetting completely about the new stuff that I wanted to try out, and I just went. I did some uh, some old jokes, and tried to do some crowd work with crowd who weren't really into it, and uh, they were just uh, they were just pulling back. I don't know. I don't know if it was something I said or it was uh, the way they were primed that they weren't primed right. Uh, but it wasn't a good set. That's what I'm trying to say. I, I did not have fun. But that's um that's just part of the of the comedy game. Bombing is. And uh, on Monday uh, I bombed. So yeah. I'm just here licking my wounds on my own podcast because I get to do that. I got myself a microphone, so that's what I get to do. Anyway. Um, so I've, I've hosted again at, uh, at Café Votif, was it last week? No, it was a couple of weeks ago. It was two weeks ago, I think. And it was, it was a bit of a different experience because the first time I hosted was at Loop and it was a full house and it was packed and everybody had fun and I fed off the energy of the room and it just, it was just a great experience. Votif wasn't that great of an experience because I was kind of, I don't know, for whatever reason, I didn't feel that comfortable hosting that room. Um, it's, um, it's not the room's fault. It's really my fault because I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it is the room's fault because I don't know how many of you would be comfortable hosting a comedy show with people sitting behind you, which is the setup of the room because people can sit around the stage area and they're just sitting around and some of them are actually behind you. And that's a bit of a weird dynamic. So that got to me. And when I get insecure on stage, I get a bit harsh. I... uh. It's not, um, 
the most warm and welcoming person that I need to be when I'm hosting that. So <laughs> I brought up, I remember bringing up my friend Kawe, who's, um, who's a very, very nice guy. And he's doing comedy. He's very good at comedy. Uh, very talented. And I brought him up and I went like, he's tiny. He's funny. Give it up for Kawe. And he literally came up to the stage and I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> and uh, I, I I don't know if he uh, if he hates me for that. But I, I thought it was funny. We had a laugh afterwards. I don't think he hates me. He's uh, He has a good sense of humor about that stuff. Uh, but I, yeah, that was my, that was my, my vibe. And I, I called the guy from the audience an old guy, which, you know, it was definitely in his, in his 50s. He knows he's old. It's fine. But the dude was on a second date. I found out after the show. And I, then I felt horrible because I, I called him old um, in front of his lady. And that's not uh, that's that's not fun at the beginning. Um, uh, no, no woman wants to hear. Oh, I'm you're here with the old guy. That's fun. Um, no, you can never, you can never assume that. So anyway, he was talking to uh, to to somebody else, and they told me after the after the show. Like, yeah, he thought you were a bit harsh. And I was like, yeah, because I was uncomfortable um, on stage that night. So, yeah, well, it's a learning process, I guess. So, uh, <sighs> write that off to, to the learning curve. It's always uh, comedy do be like that. Whenever you think you have the hang of it and you're like, oh, no, I'm doing great on stage. And like, you start to, to, to take it for granted uh it's gonna hit you in the balls uh i've said that before and i'm saying it again and it's still true that's why i'm gonna keep saying it when i prove this theorem wrong when i prove it false um i'll be the first to let you know but until then i'll keep uh repeating it oh another thing that happened at cafe votif uh when i was hosting I was there and my girlfriend was there and we were hanging out, uh, me and her and the comedians, we were chatting um, after the show. And I know how the conversation got to this. Somebody brought it up. It was about, it. let's just say, I, I don't want to say who brought it up. I just, let's just say the conversation got to this point where we were talking about women in comedy and how difficult it is for women to perform and to have a safe space and a space that they can call their own and I whenever I hear that I just I don't know um I I could never understand what it is to be a woman in anything in 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 the in real life, walking down the street, in job, in, in comedy, in, in the kitchen even. I don't know how it is to be a woman in the kitchen. I also don't complain about the fact that we should make 
the kitchen a more male inclusive environment <laughs> see i'm already derailing all that but i couldn't make these jokes on that night because i was there with my girlfriend and i was the, the moment somebody brought this up it was you could hear i was there and my other buddy was there also with his girlfriend and he, we shared a look across the table where we went oh this is going to be a talk with our ladies now because somebody brought up how difficult it is to be um, a woman in comedy and uh, I just said what I always say what I it's not even my line or not even my idea it's uh, Bill Burr's idea he just goes like just go on stage and kill as hard as you can and nobody's gonna care that you're a woman Nobody's going to care that you're a guy. Nobody's going to care that. And it always runs down with some, you know, what happened to me. And I got seven minutes at this thing. And I was, uh, I really deserved more minutes. And it's just like, stop comparing yourself with comedians that are doing, are getting. It's not based on if you get more time at an open mic or you get more time doing a show, it is based on merit, but it's not only based on merit. So it's you can't really compare yourself and be like, oh, I didn't get more time or I didn't get, I'm not where I want to be in my career because I'm a woman. There's, I, I don't know. I think that's just, making excuses for yourself but hey i'm i'm a guy i may be wrong so what made it even worse was that was that our our other guy friend who was also there who's single he didn't he didn't feel the heat of this conversation oh no he has a girlfriend but his girlfriend wasn't there so he could speak freely and he kept making go to the kitchen jokes which uh yeah <laughs> that was tough because uh he would he was just trolling basically he was just like yeah don't bring that shit up and uh if you do you're gonna get trolled because that that's what comedians do if you if you bring up i don't know i i was i was talking about my dad dying when I was seven and comedians made jokes about it and it wasn't good fun because that's how we sh show affection that's how we interact with each other but uh you, ooh, this subject was a tough one the the feminism subject that night so um that was uh that really got everybody every lady at the table pissed so um I am, um, I'm just, I think I'm just pissed that I couldn't enjoy the moment and I couldn't join in the trolling because I was there with my girlfriend and I couldn't, uh, I had to be nice and be like, oh, I don't know, how, how would you do it? How would you solve it? Just ask questions like that and um, nothing, oh, shut up. My computer is acting up again. Yeah, of course I need notifications when I'm doing my podcast. Of course, I need to know about stuff. Um, anyway. Yeah, 
I was pissed that I couldn't I couldn't join in the trolling, and it's just my I think my opinion stands on its own. Just go on stage if you want to do comedy, do your jokes, do the best you can. The study and learn and practice until you can undeniably reliably kill and even if you get to that level you still might not make money from comedy because that's how tough the business is that's how and that's how unfair the world is it's not it's not unfair to you because of because of the fact that you are a woman it is unfair to you if you're born a person and i think it's unfair differently to you if you're born a woman but i don't i don't see how anybody's stopping women from doing comedy and um yeah there's gonna be douchebags saying stuff to you and um that's how it is you're gonna you're gonna have to ignore it if you want to do this job uh because there's douchebags saying stuff to everybody um yeah i i can i can already hear it i can already hear it i don't know why i'm saying this but i can already hear the reaction no it's different for ladies because uh, it's tougher I, and i just i i didn't want to get into it that night and i don't know why i'm getting into it on the podcast um it's probably safe because only seven people listen to this actually it's it's dropped down to five the last few episodes but it's uh, it's okay uh i do appreciate the constancy of the five people who listen to it and uh i'm i'm, I'm very grateful for that if there were any women listening to to it uh i don't think there's any any more now um we'll see about that but yeah, I don't think I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, with say, saying yeah. Just focus on the craft and forget about the bullshit of uh, oh they're giving me less time because I'm a woman or uh, oh they're 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 making they're not including me in the group chats because I'm a woman. It's all about I, I, I don't think anybody cares. I, I really don't. I don't think anybody cares as long as you're funny and as long as you're a, you're a good person and you're down to hang out and have a beer and be funny at the comedy chats and you know because that's what comedians care about. If you're funny and you're, you're cool to hang out with. Other than that, it's just, it's just secondary, I think. I, I mean, all the comedians I know, that's all they care about. That's all we, are you, are you funny? Are you cool to hang out with? Those are very two important things. Mm. All right, I'll just sip my coffee and shut my mouth. Oh, another experience that I had this week. It was um, uh, the old lady at the shop. Now, I don't really talk about my job that much. But this was a fun thing. Because, um, and it kind of dovetails nicely into the 
theme of discrimination and who's discriminated against in this country. Um, I had, I work retail and I sell phones and phone contracts and telecommunication solutions. See, that's how I wrote it down on my CV. So, on my resume, if you're American and listening to it. Um, so, I get to... What I do sometimes is I get to help old ladies set up their phones and set up WhatsApp and send emails and delete emails and whatever. I I get to teach them tiny little tricks with the phone. And I do this speaking German because uh, I live in Austria and this is how we do it here. And I had this one lady. My German is good. I've been living here for 10 years. I... I can I can handle myself. I still have to ask about words sometimes, but I don't. At this point, I'm really unapologetic about it, and I still have an accent in in in, in German. Um, and people notice that I'm not from around here, so fine. Um, so this lady asked me, like, "Are you going to German class?" After I, she came to the shop to asked me how she should send emails because she didn't know how to forward them, how to copy text, how to insert the images. And I took my time and I showed her a couple of things. And I I don't ask money for this. This is this is something I do just to help her out. So fine. And then I I did I didn't a language mistake and she really caught up on it like she she was like are you going to german class and i'm like dude i've been living here for 10 years i'm not going to german class now i'm <coughs> i'm fine with my german i'm i'm doing okay and she was like well you really should because if you live in a country you should learn to speak the language of the country correctly and I was just like, I really immediately went into defensive mode. And because I um, I am a bit abrasive, uh, I just fired back with, well, maybe I don't know how the language works correctly, but I do know how to forward my emails. I don't have to ask any foreigners about it. I don't think I said that about the foreigners, but you know, I just ad-libbed that. So now it happened because I told it, I told the story on the internet, but I did say that at least I'm not asking anybody how to send my emails. And she just, she just ignored that. You know, she just went like, yeah, but you should really go and study and uh, uh, that was, uh, that was like she almost said, "Hey, if you want to be one of the good ones, you need to you need to study." Um, and in ten years living here, this is I think the second or third time I ever encountered that, um, which which really messes with me is that I kind of agree with her point of view because I do believe that if you live in a country, you should learn to speak the language as best as you can but hey having learned two foreign languages to uh to a level where i could have conversations in both and do stand up in one of them um 
I'm uh, I'm at the point where I'm like, all right, if you, if you don't speak at least one language to a conversation, one extra language to a conversational lang- uh, level, you don't get to give me advice. Um, I'm I'm on my high horse on that because uh, being being proficient in a language is one thing. Making absolutely no mistakes in the language, um, that's never going to happen. And you're never going to get any way, anywhere with this puristic attitude about language. It's, I don't think it's productive. It, anyway, it pissed me off that the lady who couldn't send emails had old-fashioned ideas about immigration. Uh, which is, you know, if you live in a country, you should speak the language. <sighs> Tough life, right? Yeah, all right. So, um, I complain about everything I had to complain on this episode. I don't know if this was funny. You guys let me know. You guys let me know because um, I want to make it funny. I want to make it inclusive and comfortable for everybody. I want to create a safe space for the ladies to feel safe and to to blossom and to express their comedy because that's what the world should be for not only for for the ladies but for all of us because we're all just children of God. Um, It should be like that but it's not. Uh, The the world's a tough place and if you want to make anything happen um, you can't you can't blame it on... um, I don't think you can blame it on your gender if you if you wanna if I don't know. I just go on stage and try your jokes. What there's nothing else to it. You can go up as a as a woman, as a black guy, as a black woman, as a disabled person, as whatever you wanna go up on stage. Comedy can be done by everybody but only very very few people get to do it at a at a high level it's very hard to do so don't don't expect it to happen overnight and uh don't hey i've been doing it for seven years and when i tell people they go like oh all right you're still doing open mics and i'm like yeah because i never followed that as I should have I I never did it as a career opportunity I did it because I like doing it and I I don't think I'll ever stop doing it and now I do this I complain about my problems on the internet is this a podcast is this therapy who the fuck knows at this point anyway come check out the the shows on the 20th Café Votif 22nd, also Café Votif, Saturday at 8, and Loop on the 24th, that's Monday, also at 8. I'll get you guys there. I'm writing some new jokes, and I'm going to try them out at uh, some of these shows. Let's see how that works, all right? All right, thanks for listening. This has been Light at the End, Episode 8. My name is Razvan, and I wish you a happy 10 days Until we meet again. Bye.